0: This podcast is brought to you by the badasses over at Buffalo Bayou Brewing Company. Drown ideology in beer. Looking for a new spot to drink some great local craft beer? Go check out Luke's Ice House on Durham, just far enough off of Washington Avenue. Luke's has 24 taps, a great menu, and hand-cut ribeyes on Wednesday night. Mondays, you can get pints of your favorite craft beer for only $4. This is the place to have your fantasy draft party. Stop by and see Jared. He'll take care of you. Check out the other location in Beaumont next time you're there lukesicehouse.com at 903 durham drive lukesicehouse.com only show on planet earth dedicated to craft beer spirits and music welcome to drink of ages please welcome
1: your host your luminary john denman
0: All right, welcome everybody i am john denman this is your weekly excellent beer and badass music show right here live from firehouse saloon thanks everyone for tuning in and joining us for another drink of ages brought to you by goose island beer company migration week is happening september 9th through 12th so look for events all over houston always a ton of stuff going on in the beer world and this is going to be a fun week another event that's happening that i always have to talk about because it's my event is the what is it called now the houston funk fest the houston funk fest is happening august 22nd so it's right here it's coming up on us it's going to happen at the firehouse saloon the nice air-conditioned firehouse saloon because you know beer festivals outside this time of year is just really just a bad idea and brutal. You can't really enjoy the beer unless you want your stouts to warm up really quickly. <laughs> That's one quick way to do it. But at the Houston Funk Festers, I think we're pushing like close to 60 different wild farmhouse and sour ales. Music by the Journey Agents, DJ Muskratch, Funky Cheeses. Oh man, I ate hey, so much cheese this last week. It's, the sampling to see what we're gonna have here so it's gonna we're gonna pair some stuff nicely with some sours and there's gonna be just be cheese laying around just kind of just for fun that's
1: a good thing cheese just laying cheese,
0: around cheese cheese laying around is always never good. never an issue <laughs> and you know of course with the music playing there's gonna be a lot of dancing there might be some baby making somewhere because journey agents man they play the funk all right and it, just to get everybody that's going awesome. with a little good sours in them tickets are on sale it is a pretty much everybody's a VIP event we're keeping it small short i like not very many people's gonna be allowed in this thing and if you're a fan of the funky stuff you definitely don't want to miss it Houston Funk Fest to get your tickets and you can look at the beer list on the website Facebook Houston Funk Fest it's out there nice. Some good stuff so let's get to tonight's show sitting across from me right now we have Josh samples from Green Flash Brewing Company what's going uh, on man what's up man are you enjoying some of the soul style that that we brought and uh, sitting here on tap music guest tonight mike and the moon pies and if you guys have never heard them before if you're a fan of good classic country honky tonk a little steel guitar two-stepping maybe you know stumble a little bit like me so it's like a (laughs) three-step not quite a waltz but you're gonna enjoy this band they're gonna be really good and then we're gonna drink some beers we're gonna talk about i don't know man you guys got so much stuff going on over in, in california san diego san diego yeah it's
1: uh there's a lot of stuff going on for green flash so i guess we can talk about you know the, what we're gonna have we're gonna be a funk fest
0: you are and you're actually bringing uh i can't wait to actually try it i haven't tried it yet
1: yeah but, so we but. actually had it last year it's gone through like i don't know three iterations of name changes but it's now officially called nature more plum uh, it is our saison diego which is our beach house ale now um aged in red wine barrels with uh Brett added Britannomyces in Italian plum puree. Um, so after about six months, it gets you a little pink hue, a little bit of tart, uh, it's in a dry finish. It's it's awesome. It's like Five point five percent, something like that, and it's fourteen IBUs. So it's uh, it's it's funk. If you're looking for funk, that's got some funk. We you know we're a IPA brewery, but people know that we can we can bring it when it comes to Belgian styles and uh,
0: we'll switch it up a little bit.
1: Yeah, you know we 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 do some cool stuff with that, and you know we're you know we're known for Rayon Ver back in the day, and it is coming back for us as a brewery. But that's the one that has been called you know the West the uh, American you know Orval or the West Coast Orval, and it's a pretty good compliment for us. Uh, to be in that kind of you know category but uh, so we can bring some funk when it comes to brett and into the sours so i'm excited about to kind of show it because people just realize they see green flash is synonymous with ipa
0: that's pretty much all that i've had from you guys it was yeah. a lot of uh, really good IPAs. so this one this one in particular uh, i mean it's not really high abv soul style yeah so soul style is uh it's red hot for us right
1: now it's a beer that we have only had out for about seven or eight months um, it's kind of the answer to the in-between of, we, we came out with a session, session Series and then we have of course West Coast, which last year we bumped up to a double IPA. Um, and it's kind of the answer to the bartender that doesn't want the guy to drink more than one uh, 8.1% beer or, you know, it's hot in Texas and, and we're, you know, we're in San Diego, it's a beach town. And, you know, so 6.5%, 75 IBU, classic West Coast, bright tropical fruits, good clean finish. You know, we like to say it's easy because it is easy. It's easy to drink. It's, it's not, you know, it's even good for those who are not, uh, that are intimidated by IPAs because it's not in your face. You know, and that's kind of what we do as a brewery. We try to strive to make sure that we're balanced out with our malts to make it drinkable. So, yeah, this beer is red hot. Like, it's probably by the end of the year, it'll probably be our number one brand uh, and surpass West Coast, which has been our number one beer for 10 years. West Coast is pretty excellent. West Coast, is, I mean, it's the beer that got us where we're at you know it's the beer that's going to build our east coast brewery in virginia beach uh, it's the beer that's made us a top 50 brewery i mean so it's cool to see, be, see us be able to hit another home run uh with soul style
0: And Yeah, I was reading that that you guys are building a pretty huge brewery in Virginia Beach. Yeah, identical to the one we have in San Diego, right down to the the pH of the water. Um,
1: You know, it's going to be everything San Diego is, and we're going to have a couple different little things, but the brewery size itself will be. So we'll be double our capacity once we get to Virginia Beach open, which will probably be by um, April of next year. And so we'll have beer on both coasts. And you know, the question I get asked most is, it going to be East Coast IPA?" No, it's not going to be East Coast IPA. But uh, you're going to get fresher beer, you know, on the coast. So that's exciting. It's always good for everybody. Yeah, and you know, that's good for everybody. Uh, you'll get f- presumably fresher beer in Texas, even though we're kind of in the middle. And you know, Mike, our owner, was here for a beer dinner, and once famously said, and I told him that, you know, you can't say this kind of stuff because people in Texas will remember it. But uh, he's like, you know, we'll get one on Virginia Beach, get one on the West Coast, and then if we run out of room, we'll just build one in Texas. I'm like, dude, you can't say that because then that starts rumors. People remember it. You know, <laughs> so I'm gonna hold that. Yeah, yeah. yeah that him, so. Like,
0: so you're building one in Texas next, right? Yeah. So
1: we're gonna build one in uh, you know Houston, Dallas. Yeah. yeah sure. Houston
0: would be a great place to have a Green Flash Brewery. Yeah,
1: I mean, not that we don't have enough breweries already. It's getting crowded, huh? Already, man.
0: Eh, you know it is. But when you when you compare what's going on in other cities, There's San Diego, 108 craft breweries, 100, in,
1: exactly in San Diego County and growing. And like I was there. Not too long ago, and the, the distributor I was working with was like, you know, look, here, right here you got another brewery open. you got a brew pub open up here. And I'm like, why, why on earth would anybody want to open a beer a brewery in San Diego right now? Like, it's great for craft beer, but, like, just think about the competition. You know, there's so many great breweries there. you got Stone, you got us, you got Ballast. Uh, you got guys that people don't even know, like Society and, uh, you know, Alesmith. Like, there's so many great breweries there. But, you know, hey, whatever. So we've been doing it for a while. So, yeah, there is more room in Houston, so I guess it would make sense. We could do it.
0: Well, one of the things, though, with you guys And a lot of breweries in San Diego is that they've been around for a while. Yeah, they didn't just start you know in the last ten years or five years. Yeah,
1: we like to say OG. I mean, we're going on only our thirteenth year, and we're kind of one of the younger guys, um, you know. And we're now just a top fifty brewery, and we're in fifty states and a couple countries. We're actually the first American brewery to brew fresh IPA in Europe. Saint Fulian uh, contract brews our West Coast IPA over there. It's bottle conditioned, so it's a little different, but you can get it over there, you know, two three days old, which is kind of cool. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Stone's been there for ages, Sierra Nevada. I mean, those guys that everybody knows that have, it's in the craft beer industry where when you start drinking, it's kind of like, you know, Sierra Nevada's your go-to. You know, Sam Adams on the East Coast is your go-to. Like, that's what you start with, you know. and um, so. Sierra
0: Nevada, the the pale ale, it's, it, it is your it's my go-to beer. Sure. It, it has been for probably 10 years just because no matter where you are in the world, you can just walk in and be like uh, okay I'll take a six pack of some pillow yeah you and it's about, delicious
1: I love about them is that uh, you know the session beer craze you know again we're a big hoppy brewery and we don't typically do sessions but we did it uh, for our Hop Odyssey series and it's great um, but I love Sierra Nevada's take on the the session like hey we don't need to do a session we've been doing one for 25 years it's called Pale and I'm like you're right you're absolutely right that's that's true
0: that's the session beer
1: yeah and so I mean I love that, that mentality and, and those guys without them it wouldn't we wouldn't have what we have today and that's what you know is craft beer people and people in the industry got to realize that you know if it wasn't for sierra it wasn't for boston sam boston beer uh we wouldn't have what we have today and you know it's, it's helping all these little breweries grow up and all these other guys have been doing it for 15 years get bigger and bigger they're, they're helping us out so don't hate don't hate uh
0: drink mm-hmm. this is really because yeah, they're, they're all making great stuff
1: yeah it's beer it's like it's it's the best thing to to have you can drink it you know and if you don't like it that's fine there's always another one around the corner that's just as good that might you know suit your palate so
0: yeah, all right josh we're going to take a quick break when we yep. come back let's talk about like what exactly you're doing over at green flash and sure. how you got the job and you know kind of see like, like what was the first beer you ever drank so we'll talk oh, about that man. when we get back okay and we're not going to talk about how old you were yeah because yeah. uh, that's uh, we don't want to you the know
2: remind me how old i am all the time it's <laughs>
0: awesome all right drink of age we'll be right hey, back all. all
2: right it's mike harmeyer from mike and the moon pies play a song for you off our new record, the title track actually. It's called Mockingbird.
3: I ain't nothing but a mockingbird Singing all these songs I've heard That's why I learned to play guitar I'm singing in this barn, I'm singing in this barn. Well, my grandpa worked for Westinghouse until the day his health went south. He used to let me sit from a 12-ounce can, and he taught me how to be a man, he taught me how to now it's four on the floor another dollar in the box, and one more round for my good time and friends this last call for alcohol and empty glasses play and i turned out to be a lot like him in my levi jeans and snake skin I dress like 1982 But these are all just hand-me-downs And things he bought in one-horse towns. And things he bought in one-horse town And my daddy was his father's son He loved drinking beer and having fun Passed it all on down to me Along with his old faded jeans Along with his old faded jeans And now it's four on the floor Another dollar in a jute box And one more round for my good time and friends His last call for alcohol And empty glasses please. And I turned out to be a lot like him. Cause I ain't nothing but a mockingbird. Singing all these songs I've heard. It's why I learned to play guitar. And why I'm drinking in this bar. Why I'm drinking in this bar.
0: Yeah. Enjoy Prohibition-era beer and cocktails as you learn about the history of the drinks in Galveston's free state period of bootlegging, gambling, and prostitution. The tour is every Saturday at 8 p.m. and begins at Drunken Monkeys. The cost is $50 per person, but that includes a tour, drinks, gratuity, and transportation on Galveston's Historic Tours Electric Shuttle. Reservations are needed and can be made by calling 409-789-9911. That's galvestonhistorictour.com. And also check out their booze cruise they do. Get you around safely by checking out a lot of cool places around Galveston. Again, that's galvestonhistoriccore.com. Our friends up in Conroe at Southern Star Brewery are not only busy building a new badass brewery, but still making excellent brews for you to enjoy. Walloon is on the shelves right now and on tap. This is an easy one. I mean, it's great for the hot summer days at 5.25%. It is a grisette style that you can enjoy no matter what the activity is. But coming this fall, you have Le Mort de Vivant, the Beardegarde. Another delicious beer, great time of the year for it. SouthernStarBrewing.com and don't forget they are the first to can craft beer in Texas.
1: Drink of Ages knows that craft beer fresh from the brewery comes in kegs, not bottles or cans. If you're not going to a bar tonight, take home a growler, 64 ounces of kick-ass craft beer. At Growlers Beer and WandaGo, Go, they fill your growler with a revolutionary system that keeps oxygen out and all the fresh, delicious goodness in. Keep your favorite beer fresh for an entire year, assuming you don't open it and drink it. The freshest craft beer in Houston is at Growler's Beer and Wine to Go, 1005 Wall Drive.
0: Houston Funk Fest, August 22nd, here at Firehouse Saloon. Over 40 wild farmhouse and sour elves, funk bands, funky cheese, light up dance floor, and a costume contest. It's going to be a party. We're going to funk it up big time. DJ playing some of your favorite stuff. Get out of here. You're going to dance. You get a drink houstonfunkfest.com tickets are going to go on sale real soon houston funk fest get ready for it
4: hops are sexy welcome back craft brew lovers to drink of ages
0: so yeah drink of ages is back we're talking with josh samples from green flash brewing company so what we were talking about before we left is uh what was the first beer that you ever tried Man, I mean, the first beer
1: I ever tried was, so I was like an athlete in high school. I didn't drink, but the first, like I did like a couple times, the first beer I ever had was a Coors Light, um, which I feel like it's probably, you know, 85% of what everybody's first beer might have been, or it was Miller or whatever. Um, the first beer I actually tried to enjoy, like after I kind of got away from the domestic thing in college, it was, you know, it was like the Blue Moon. It was the, uh, the Smittix, and then... I started working for the Flying Saucer, and I didn't really know about a lot about my craft beer back then. But I read, uh, you know, the book Tasting Beer by Mosher and uh, front to cover several times, and I started exploring beer. And I think the first beer that really turned the light on for me, um, honestly, was probably Stone IPA. Uh, yeah, I had a man. cask of Stone IPA. Uh, the saucer it smelled like a, just a very dank. It was it was awesome, and that was the one that kind of turned it. Because at the, that point, I really wasn't into IPAs. Uh, and it's kind of the same thing I tell people all the time. You can't dive right into IPAs. you got to find the one that works for you. You just kind of, your palate gets adjusted to it. And if they, it, sometimes it just opens the door and then it's like, oh, the light's on. And, oh, my God, like I'm going to drink everything under the sun. So I think for me it would be Stone IPA was probably the first one that I remember really being, Boom, and the other one would be Kostritzler, uh, Schwarzbier. I really love Kostritzer, the Schwarzbier. Uh, it's it's the original. That was uh, something that just that malty, that the roastiness, it just really spoke to me at the time I was trying to get into craft beer.
0: And probably a lot different than anything else you were drinking at the time. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And that's the cool thing about you know learning about beer. You know, I I find that a lot of people start with a Belgian uh, stout porter thing. You know, I, I run into a lot of people at tastings. They're like, you know, I'm just on stouts and porters right now, or Belgians, uh, you know, that kind of thing, and. Um, they're afraid of IPAs and it's not a negative. It's just that people are kind of intimidated because all they hear is it's, you know, well, it's just so bitter or whatever. So like, but that's where people start and then they move their way in whether it's blue moon or it's, uh, you know, Avery white rascal, you, you work your way into the next step of things. And so those, you know that was different than anything I ever tasted before, and that was before I really discovered that. After even reading the books, that beer was just it was so complex. There was so much going on. There were so many different things and different styles. That it was, it was exciting, and it was just something new every time you drank a beer. You know, see, when, like
0: I remember Boddington's. Yeah. It was so badass because it oh, had the yeah. little widget in it, yeah. and you know you opened it and it made this noise, and you know it would like shoot nitrous. Yeah. Get into it. yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, something beer like, there that was was like, like
1: that was like that. Smidex was like that for me. Like Smidex was cool because it was an Irish red that you couldn't get anything like that else anywhere. You know, it was from actually from Ireland, and you know, it just had this nuttiness and smoothness to it. It was great. You know, we all had Newcastle, but I kind of never was a big fan of Newcastle. It was. Oh, like, I drank a lot of Newcastle. I know the clear bottle. I drink a lot. We had it at our, our bar that we had uh, coincidentally the bar I ran that Mike and the Moonbys played at you know randomly when I booked them but uh we had Newcastle and that was like our craftier beer I mean but I also one time in college because it was college bought a 12 pack of cans called sports with a z I mean so you know you it was terrible I don't remember it but you know you, we've all we've been around the place you know been around yeah, the I world mean,
0: you know Mickey's you always had that because oh, we had drink hand fast. grenades
1: we had yes, hand grenades you had to have the hand grenades at a college bar why not
0: and then all of a sudden you come across some fosters you're like that's <laughs> the biggest beer I've ever seen in my life
1: yeah and uh Freddy Pompa from Stone we were in New Orleans part of my territory uh, challenged me to a uh, shotgun contest and there's video of this somewhere and I failed miserably because it was like two or three in the morning and we shouldn't have been doing it but Freddie's mister you know gonna do this and so he he slammed it down and I had real trouble with that beer because that's just a lot of beer and it's not very good beer um no and actually for for what it is it's a pretty thick beer yeah it's heavy and like at that time of night after you've been out like you're just kind of you know what I don't really need this. And so I was like, Freddie, damn you. Um, but it was impressive that he did it, but I just, you know, challenge my manhood all you want. I just, I, that wasn't for me, you know? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, at that point, you just go to Whataburger and start all over again the next day. Exactly. The um, different things going on right now with, with craft beer, a lot. Like I said, it's just, uh, we're talking outside from the difference between the scene you have here in Houston mm-hmm. to the scene you have everywhere else. When we're discussing from, uh, just how people kind of have their little arrogance of craft beer. Sure. And it's not really like that everywhere else. No, I mean, I can speak
1: from, you know, I've been to San Diego, you know, more than a handful of times. That's where our brewery's based. Um, but, you know, I, what's interesting to me is that it's great. Craft beer's booming. Uh, Houston in the last year has just, you know, exploded. You know, you look at Carbach uh, a year ago was the second fastest growing brewery in the United States. And then now, uh, you know, it's just, it's rapidly growing. I think Dallas will have 31 breweries by the end of the year. I mean, it, it's insane, but you know, you look at what's going on in California where we've, were with the OG, we've been doing it for years. And, um, you know, even Oregon and Washington, um, you know, we have 108 breweries in, in, in San Diego. And you know, a lot of those guys have been around for a while. There's some new ones, but uh, you know, there's no, it's interesting to me because I think Texas is probably and this is not a negative, it's just where we're at. It's, Texas is probably four or five years behind what's going on in the West Coast. And that's just because it's the nature of things. It's not a it's not a knock on Texas by any means. I, I love the, the craft beer scene here, and it's great because it's a good time for us. And we love it because the more people that are drinking craft beer, the more people are going to drink our beer. Of course. Yeah. That's the way we look at it. So, um, you know, there are some breweries I'm sure, out there that, you know, people feel like they want to get rid of the, the little local guy. And that's not necessarily the case with us, at least. And I, I don't know any brewers that are like that because we're all in this together, the way I look at it. Um, that's just kind of my, my thought on that, you know. But yeah, it's uh, it's um, it's definitely uh, increasing and being super competitive. Um, you know, taps. You know, I still think there's plenty of room for everybody, uh, regardless if there's you know fifty breweries that open up tomorrow and make world class beer. Uh, there's still plenty of room for everybody because there's you know it's, it's the best thing about beer. You don't you can have your favorite, but you can try all the beers.
0: Well, one of the things we're talking with Josh Samples from Green Flash Brewing Company, but one of the things is that. Uh, that's kind of different here than other places. Is that here you have a craft beer bar, mm-hmm. and then you just have like other bars. Right. Whereas other places it's just a bar. Well,
1: yeah. I mean, like for example, in uh, San Diego, you can go to a Chili's and there's West Coast and Stone IPA on. Like, you know, it blows your mind. At the airport, you know, there's all good craft beer on, and there's certain other certain other places around this uh, state. around the country for that matter that um have good craft beer but here you know it's kind of defined in that role of hey you go to a flying saucer you go to a hay merchant you go to you know um, any of these number of places that are you know craft beer bars um and that's not really what it's like in other parts of the country like on that west coast i mean i mean there's strip clubs in oregon that have craft beer you know like it's
0: it's not a big deal. Not that I've ever been to any of them. I've I never just stepped, heard about that. I've never stepped foot in
1: yes. a uh, strip club ever. Never. But uh but yeah, I mean like that's that's the crazy thing. Like there's all that around and like so we're not you know, that'll happen, you know, but you're seeing your Buffalo Wild Wings start to slowly pick up craft. You're seeing your, you know, chilies do a little bit of something. They're going to start with local because that's uh, more familiar to people. Um, but, again, it'll expand, and, and that's what's the exciting thing is that we, we haven't even hit the tip of the iceberg. For us, the brewery, or even for craft beer in general, we haven't even come close to where this is going to go. And Texas is a prideful state, and they love their beer, and the more and more breweries that come in, uh, the more and more exciting it gets because there's going to be a lot of good beer in the state. And there already is,
0: but there's going to be a lot of good beer, whether it's from local or national, that's going to be in the state. A lot more. Yeah. It's definitely growing, which uh, I can greatly appreciate that because sure. selection is always good. And, yeah. But then, but then at the same time, though, here, here's what's happening: is that everybody was take a. Um, uh, First Firestone Walker, Yeah, they came to Texas, everybody was all excited. And now, you know, you walk by and you look and they're just you know, almost it's on the shelf because everybody right now feels like they have to get the next new thing.
1: Yeah, that's a trend that I, you know, and that's we in the business, it's like a three month window, you know, when a brand launches in another city or state, it's going to be a three month where it's it's hot because everybody the push is behind it, so to speak, and it's new. But then after the three months, it's how you sustain your growth. And, uh, you know, you look at, uh, for example, with us, we, you know, we, we acquired Alpine. Uh, Alpine's one of the those unicorn breweries that people have all been trying to get and, and really want you know and I did a little social experiment on Facebook and on several of those you know let's talk craft beer pages and whatnot and threw out some stuff and you know people seem to be more excited about our Silva Stout which is our Cellar 3 series than they were about Alpine but yet you know these people were tooth and nail fighting to get uh you know a bottle of Nelson to bring back and in, in trading for it and now like that you had it in your favorite pub wherever it may be it wasn't as exciting because it wasn't the White Whale anymore because it was in the state. And I felt that was like a little disappointing to me because it's like, man, this is still Alpine. Still they, Alpine. Yeah, they have seven beers in the top 250 of Beer Advocate if you're into that sort of thing. But they yep. make world-class beer. You know, like, it'd still be excited. It, you can sit at your favorite place and have it now,
0: you know? Well, I don't think people were quite uh, as object – they didn't have as many objections to you guys buying – a brewery as other people buying breweries. Sure.
1: yeah i think that's because uh we're an independent brewery and we're you know the thing was we it wasn't a takeover we didn't go in and say hey uh all right well we own it now you're going to do beer this way like a matter of fact we um the reason we haven't released pure hoppiness yet nationwide which we will be in november uh is because uh we wanted to make sure we do it the right way so we committed seven thousand dollars or more probably, to uh, getting a a hot back and and, uh, centrifuge installed so we can brew the beer the way they do it. You know, Pat comes and tastes every Nelson or happy birthday that we do to make sure it's up to par. And, uh, you know, we brew probably six tanks a month for them. And they still do their thing at their brewery. Uh, up in alpine and uh you know we'll continue that when we go to the east coast we'll brew some beer there but they're still doing their thing and eventually hopefully we'll build them a bigger brewery um but we wanted to kind of slow grow them across the nation so people could get excited they've been excited about it before we wanted to have it in your in your favorite bar in your home you know not having to trade an arm and a leg for it or your you know 2010 ale you know speedway stout to get a nelson or whatever it may be
0: yeah all right, well, we have some Hop Odysseys in front of us that we're yep. going to sample here in the next segment, and then we have, from the Cellar Series, Cellar 3 Series, the Flaners Drive. So we're going to take a break, and to be honest with you, let's go ahead and uncork this thing. Yeah, let's do it. All right, Drink of age. we'll be right back.
2: Well, let's do another one then. Uh, also, I'm going to on our new record coming out October the 1st. Um, we're going to do one that uh, came out also on a uh, vinyl split record we put out with George Strait last September through our friends at daytrotter.com. This one's called Never Leaving Texas.
3: Well, I've been seeing other women at the bottom of a glass Their faces of all the lovers that i've had in the past and as i sit here on this bar stool in my old familiar way i wonder how you're doing out there Mid South of Houston, I was living off the land. I moved into the city and asked your daddy for your hand. Where you talked of being famous and driving fancy cars. While I'd get drunk on whiskey and close down all the bars, then, like some desert wind tornado, you twirled off to LA and left.
2: Well, I
3: never leave in Texas and I hope you'll understand I'm happy here in Houston with a bottle and I've gotten used to all your memories and live on with your ghost. And I hope that you are happy out there on the coast. Cause I ain't never leaving Texas. And I hope you understand. I'm happy here in Houston with a bottle in my hand. There ain't nothing by leaving Texas I could ever understand. So I'll stay here in Houston with a bottle in. Thank you, thank you very much
2: you I appreciate it. Thanks for having me.
0: <laughs> hey, this is John from Drink of Ages Radio Show. I want to tell you about a beer you need to go out there and try. It is 8th Wonder Brewery's Dome Foam. Dome Foam is a throwback cream ale that tips the hat to light, easy drinking beer served at the Astrodome. It is a pre-prohibition style beer. It's very light, crisp, smooth. Very mild on hops and bitterness, but very easy drinking and kind of reminds you of those days back at the old Astros games at the Astrodome. 5.1% ABV makes a very good, sessionable beer for the hot days here in Houston. Go out there and find you some 8th Wonder Brewery's Dome Foam. One of my favorite places to go just got better, Rudyard's Pub on Wa. You need to go check out their new tap towers. 20 local lineups, eight national crafties, eight imports and siders, five fancy pan specialty brews, one mead and one cold brew coffee tap, plus a newly designed cocktail menu. Still have all your favorites on the menu for lunch and dinner. And don't forget about Chef Joe Appa's world-famous monthly beer dinner happening the last Thursday every month. 2010 Wall Drive, Rudyardspub.com.
4: Have you ever wanted something so bad that you do just about anything for it? Well, that's exactly how we feel about you. That's right, AdamandEve.com wants you so bad. We're giving you 10 free gifts with your first order. You heard me right, that's 10 free gifts to spice up your love life. First, you'll get a sexy surprise for her. Second, an adventurous toy for him. And third, a little something we know you'll both enjoy. Plus, you'll get 6 full-length adult movies on DVD. And number 10, free shipping on your entire order. That's 10 free gifts for you shy types who've never tried Adam and Eve before. Just go to adamandeve.com and select any one item. It could be an adventurous new toy, a sexy piece of lingerie, or anything you desire. Just enter offer code DRINK at checkout and you'll get all 10 free gifts, including free shipping. That's offer code DRINK. That's D-R-I-N-K at adamandeve.com.
0: Looking for a new spot to drink some great local craft beer? Go check out Luke's Ice House on Durham, just far enough off of Washington Avenue. Luke's has 24 taps, a great menu, and hand-cut ribeyes on Wednesday night. Mondays, you can get pints of your favorite craft beer for only $4. This is the place to have your fantasy draft party. Stop by and see Jared. He'll take care of you. Check out the other location in Beaumont next time you're there. Luke'sIceHouse.com at 903 Durham Drive. Luke'sIceHouse.com. Drink of Ages, we are back, and we're still talking with Josh Samples from Green Flash Brewing Company out of San Diego, California, soon to be Virginia Beach. Yeah, California. both coast, both coasts. but you're not on the best coast yet. Yeah, the what's this? The left coast, south coast, what do they call it? Yeah, left coast, south south coast, best coast. Best. Oh, no, this is the best coast. This is best. Coast. All right, all right. Yeah, you know, but which, which, you know, I do love my state. I, I love living in Houston, and uh, man, I have a great time down in Galveston, but. I do visit Florida a lot, and I do visit California a lot, and those beaches are, are really nice.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I will say that uh, the beach here, uh, not the cleanest beach, but the fact that I have a beach 45 minutes away is pretty cool. Um, and uh, I have lived in all three major cities in Texas, and I have to say Houston's my favorite uh, by far. Um, we won't get into the details of why I don't like Dallas. I'm sure that there's plenty of people that listen that can tell you why they don't like Dallas. But uh, uh, yeah, I just, I've always preferred Houston. So um, I'm happy to be here. But yeah, you're right. Those beaches, I was in Huntington Beach, man. It's just,
0: you know, that's Surf Capital, Surf USA, Surf City USA, man. It was just really cool. I went to Huntington Beach when I was 16 years old. Actually, I turned 16 in Huntington, the, the Universal Studios. Oh, yeah. And it was, I had my first surf and turf. Sitting there at a restaurant, overlooking watching the sunset. That's cool. And yeah, it was it was amazing. And on top of it, you know, just because you have the best sunsets. Well, available. That's that. Have you ever seen a green flash? That's actually kind of where I'm leading this because the name green flash comes from. I've never seen it. I've heard about it. You can Google it, and I've, I've seen though. the Google picture of doesn't it. Count but it can't it can't be the same. You know, you have to witness that. Mm-hmm. You have to witness the
1: green flash. Yeah, and I've I personally never seen it. I know Mike, our owner, has seen it. I know a couple people live out there. But I mean, you know, the green flash, it's the conditions have to be just 100% correct. Um, and, you know, the last there's just like two or three seconds that uh, the sun sets in the West Coast, and uh, it actually flashes green. You can Google it. It's there. Lots of sailors. You know, it's a big military town with the Navy there. A lot of people have seen it. Um, but, uh, you know, there used to be a restaurant there called the Green Flash. Um, which we weren't affiliated with. So, but uh, yeah, it's really cool. And it's, it's one of the most, one of the biggest questions we get. It's either like, well, are you guys like into comic books? Are you like a superhero? It's like, are you like the Flash's brother? I'm like, no, it's actually a, a phenomenon that happens that happens less than, uh, you know, the Aurora Borealis.
0: Yeah, I mean, people crap on pollution all the time, but it really makes for a nice sense. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. And it gave us our brewery name, so it's great. <laughs> so, what we're drinking now is this is from your cellar three. So, tell me about that real quick.
1: Yeah, so Cellar 3 is a new facility we built in Poway, California, which is about 20 minutes away toward more inland uh, from San Diego. Um, we are actually in Miramar, so if you've seen Top Gun, you could probably find out where we're at In, the, in uh, you know, like every in week. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we're right there where it was filmed. So a lot of our places are called Top Gun. Um, anywho, so we built Cellar 3 this last year. Um, it is a, a bistro and a facility where we do all of our bourbon barrel aging, all of our wild yeast fermentation. Um, in a controlled facility, so we you know don't have any uh, accidents and we we're very careful. So we have a whole series of beers. You know, the first one was Silva Stout. The second one was Flanders Drive, which there was not a lot of to come into the state. So this is a very rare bottle. Um, the next one is or More Plum, which we referenced earlier, will be at Funk Fest. Uh, not a ton of that in the state either. Uh, after that would be Oculus Sauvage. Um, that's another beer that we've had that's changed names like four times. It was called Super Freak, um, which is this Oculus Sauvage, our our, super, our love freak. Asian uh, white wine barrels with Brett added. No plum puree or anything like that, so it's pretty cool. And then we're going to uh, re release Silva.
0: The name of that beer really would go well with Funkfest
1: Oculus Sauvage. No, the free, super free. Oh, super free. Yeah, no, I like that name. I don't, you know, that's, that's above my pay grade, but uh, we changed yeah. it, you know. Um, it's more of an art, artsy name uh and, you know la freak is Le one of freak. my favorite beers that we do it's a damn good that's the double ipa so it's a yeah well it i guess technically it is it's a belgian IPA, ipa hybrid okay so we were the first american brewery to do this style of beer in the united states we took we take two different yeast strains and pitch them at the same time our imperial yeast strain and our uh our uh yeast strain from our belgian uh tripel that we do not make anymore and uh so what you get out of that beer after it's all done and said is you get a 9.2% 101 IBU Belgian IPA hybrid that gives you a little bit of that spice, a little bit of that, almost a little bit of clove, clove notes. Um, we like to call it zest. And then at the end, it gives you a little bit
0: of faint bitterness. It's probably one of the most well-balanced beers we have and probably the most decorated beer we have. It's actually it's a delicious beer. And like I said, it's very balanced. Yeah. And expecting it to be something over the top.
1: Yeah, and that was but, a challenge to Chuck. Like some uh, in San Diego, you know, most like most great ideas uh, they happen at a bar on a bar stool uh, after you've had a few. And I, I, you know, this thing happened where it was, you know, let's make this style of beer. Like Pallet Record was the same way. Like you know, the challenge that, to make the hoppiest beer you could, and um, and we we did it for a, a place called Hamiltons. But LaFreaks the same way, and they came up with the name like, man, this is this beer's freaky. We got to come with come with LaFreak, you know. Um, and that's where it stuck, and it's I, it's my favorite beer. It's my go to. I, I sometimes call it a session, even though it's not really a session at nine point two. But
0: yeah, that that, that term
1: <laughs> alone, session, relative. Was, yeah, it's very relative. Yeah, and that's you know that's what I love about our session series is that you know it's four and a half percent, but the IBU content is there, so it's still bitter. Um, but back to seller three, you know. So we're gonna do all these beers: uh, the return of Rayon Ver we'll be out of there and so we're gonna you know the next few years we're gonna be releasing these nice beautiful hand-painted bottles and um really quality liquid that you know it's gonna be a little expensive but it, you're, you're paying for what you get and um yeah so we're really we're really excited uh, about that and it's a really cool place to tour uh when you get up to san diego because we've actually got some things that we don't normally do we've got like we had our road warrior our uh, imperial red rye ipa on nitro we had coffee Silver Stout. we have some cool stuff that we do out there that we don't normally do so it's a really cool experimental uh, facility definitely
0: worth a check out. Well, you guys have several facilities out there in San just, Diego. Just,
1: well, just two. Just and two, I guess two. three,
0: technically, if you count Alpine. And then we'll yeah. have a
1: fourth facility on the East Coast. Okay. And uh, we have two, like, campuses out there where uh, some of our offices and stuff like that where we do admin, admin stuff is out uh, kind of away from the brewery, like across the parking lot. But the brewery itself, you can't miss, it's a big, huge mirrored glass that says Green Flash. It used to be an old industrial park, but, uh, we just moved there probably two or three years ago because we used to be in vista and well this this is really good I yeah what do you it, think it is it's pretty delicious this is our 10th anniversary beer uh so that was a couple years ago first time i when i started the company i got a bottle of this and i had no idea that green flash made a beer like this um and it blew, my, it blew my socks off. I mean, it knocked it off. I mean, Completely it's,
0: different from anything else you guys have made. Yeah,
1: and it just kind of showcases, you know, we like I said earlier, you know, we're known for the IPAs. But again, we do Belgians really well. I mean, La freak you look at Rayon Ver. our Trippelle was really nice, uh, won some awards. Um, you know, not that we hang our hats on awards, it's just, it's you know, you say that, people are like, ooh. Um, but... Things like this, we're showcasing our brewers' talent, and you know what's cool about that is this is all kind of also helps bond us into uh, what we call our uh, Flash of Genius or our Genius Lab. So we take uh, different groups of people, whether you and me, to come up with one, and then a brewer, and you can get the brewer beer at Green Flash. Um, And our brewers come up with different things, and we submit it to Chuck and Mike and all the guys, and we come up. to I actually brewed a beer uh, not too long ago. Didn't do very well on on Untapped, but that's another story for another day. Um, But uh, I actually brewed a beer, and it's a really cool. Thing to, to kind of create education and excitement and get people to do different things because you know we've done some loggers out there. We don't really do people don't really think green flash and think loggers, but we do have some that we've done out there. So it's a cool thing. And but this beer right here is just um, I think it's everything
0: you look for in a Flanders red, um, really. You know, I mean, what are you what are your thoughts? Are your- I, I'm enjoying it a lot. I'm just sitting here looking at it and I've already poured me another one. So there you go. It reminds uh, me a lot of Monk's <laughs> Cafe uh, in a way. Yeah. It has a,
1: has a good bite to it. Yeah, which is Monk's Cafe is one of my like go-to sours. I can drink four or five of those, no problem.
0: Um, well, real, yeah. real quick before you go, uh, yeah. let's definitely get into a little conversation about the Treasure Chest program.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, so Treasure Chest. So Lisa Hinkley, our co-founder um, with Mike Hinkley, she's a five-year breast cancer survivor. So ever since then, for the last uh, five years, we have done a beer specifically for breast cancer research. Uh, so every year it's different every year it's either you're going to be um you know a different pinup style girl but it's been a different style of beer last year we actually used uh, the nature War more plum uh, as its base um this year it's going to be a hibiscus grapefruit prickly pear ipa it's a mouthful um but it's going to have mosaic hops in it so you're gonna get that grapefruit it's only 5.9 percent but it's going to have that nice pink tinge um and the thing the way it works is that you know we're going to have retail bottles out there 22s really nice packaging uh we're going to take care of the donations for that but we're going to get it out in 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 the uh retail and people can buy and take it home we're going to have events uh, that i have i'm working on right now that uh basically every event for every pint sold we're raising money for um i think it's preventcancer.org um and uh, that's who we're going with this year is our charity. And we're going to raise money. Our goal is uh, $150,000. Uh, last year we had one individual in Florida, a distributor in an account, raise $10,000 on their own. In oh an nice. event. So it's, it's really fun. It's a cool way to do, uh, you know, showcase an IPA, but do something great for charity and, and speak up about something that we need to, you know, everybody does a lot of things in, in October. But it's, it's a really cool way to, uh, you know, encourage people to feel like, hey, well, I'm drinking a beer and I'm helping a cause at the same time. I mean, what's wrong with that, you know? But, uh, yeah. And it's Lisa's kind of her thing, and it's been done for five years, and
0: I really love that we're a brewery that does that, and makes a big deal out of it, so I'm excited. Now, I remember hearing about <laughs> it last year, and uh, we talked a little bit about it on the show, we tried to get you on, so we can talk more, it just didn't work out. But, uh, so this year, definitely look for that, and we'll post more stuff about yeah, it. Yeah,
1: this year, we'll, we'll uh, I'll bring the beer in, and we'll, we'll come do it. We're we'll looking for it in September um, and then October. Is when we're shooting for uh for release and you know we'll have it around and when it's gone it's gone and um but it's it's, again for a good cause and and it's something that we'll have some really cool events with we'll have a a unique beer that you've never had before and that you can check into your untapped and whatnot and uh it's an ipa it'll be good we make good IPAs. so
0: you you guys make some pretty decent ipas man i'm not gonna lie we're 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 okay you're all right you're all right you know not not quite you know texas i'm just joking man (laughs) but uh there it is. No, it is delicious, man. Thanks, man. Uh, Appreciate you coming on. Thanks yeah. for bringing the, the Citra and some of the West Coast IPA and, of course, the If you, I mean, as if you needed more beer. Now you got more. Uh, yeah, there's, yeah, there's always room for more always beer. Always room for more beer in the fridge. I feel like Yeah. That. And so let's get some more pints of the Soul Style. Yeah, let's and do it. Let's, uh, man, appreciate you coming on. Yeah, it is our website,
1: me. greenflashbrew.com. Greenflashbrew.com. Uh, my Twitter, if anybody is concerned, is at GreenFlashJosh. And um, yeah, uh, we have a Facebook page and all that stuff can find out what's going on we're working on some regionalized stuff but if you want to know what's going on in texas specifically um houston green at green flash josh i tweet pretty much everything i do and my facebook it's all over there so you can find out
0: what green flash is doing all right josh appreciate it when we get back we're gonna have Mike and the moon pies in the studio let's go get a beer yep Hey guys,
4: David Graham here from Carbock Brewing, inviting you to check out the brewery after our recent expansion. We're now open seven days a week, Monday through Saturday 11 to 10 p.m. and Sunday noon to 10 p.m. For more information on tour times and, of course, delicious food, visit our website at www.carbockbrewing.com or follow us on Facebook or Twitter at Carbach Brewing. Cheers!
0: John Denman from Drink of Ages here to tell you about Goose Island Beer Company's Migration Week. This is happening in Houston September 9th through 12th in some of your favorite places all over town. Brewers and educators from Goose Island will be in town with special rare tastings and want to meet fellow beer lovers who celebrate a shared passion for great beer. Find the schedule of events at GooseIsland.com and if you have never tried Juliet, it's an American Wild Ale weighing in at 8%, do yourself a favor and go pick up a bottle.
1: If you'd like to market your business to the craft beer community, please contact Drink of Ages at 832-617-0201. That's 832-617-0201 or messages at facebook.com slash ages. Find us on Twitter at hashtag drinkofages and get all contact and podcast info at drinkofages.com.
0: all right drink of ages we are back on and uh man real quick untapped fest is back again saturday september 12th at discovery green this fest always bring you brings you some badass music badass craft beers you have the cold war kids deer tick fat tony new york city queens and more playing on two stages over 70 breweries over 275 beers get your tickets at untapped festival.com it is a hell of an event it's always a fun time uh last year I'm not gonna get into what happened last year, but it was a good time. <laughs> but in the studio now, we do have Mike and the Moonpies, and joining us is Mike. What is happening, man? Yo, dude! I want to see
2: Deer Tick at that festival. That's gonna be good, man. Yeah, man.
0: I like those guys. Yeah, I do too. That's it's a uh, guy, man. and on top of that, when you're just walking around and you have so many beers to sample, and they they work it out where. Every 15, 20 minutes they're tapping some kind of rare special thing. Sure. So, you know, you go there, you run over, and, and yeah, it's just fun. Last year I got to introduce the Toadies, which was fun. Awesome. Shotgun to 16-ounce more cowbell before I did. It sounds like
2: an easy way to have a good time. <laughs> uh,
0: until, until I realized about 10, in, 10 ounces into that shotgun that that was a bad idea, <laughs> but, you know, people were watching, so you got to suck it up and be a man, you know, just finish so this true. out. <laughs> But, man, Mike and the Moon Pies, man. Uh, you, Mike, you're actually from Houston. Yeah, man. I grew up in Tomball. Yeah. Yeah. Becca's neck of what the woods. What
2: up? <laughs>
0: yeah. Tomball, yeah. Texas.
2: Just a smiles drive away. Yeah, man. I'm going there tonight. Are you? Yeah. I'm going to stay at my daddy's house tonight.
0: That's good. And, and uh, sometime coming up later this year, you're you're playing over at the Tomball Crossing.
2: Yeah. We're going to do that. Uh, we're going to have a, the first of a couple of CD release parties over there. So September the 30th at Main Street Crossing, we'll be there uh, selling CDs, hard copies of our CDs, a couple days before it comes out on October 2nd.
0: You have your 2010, it was your debut with yeah. Mike and the Moon Pie is The Real Country, mm-hmm. yeah. which came out in 2010, which most country stations weren't playing real country yeah. music. <laughs> yeah, And then you guys come out with just great, good, classic sounding honky-tonk. I mean, I it makes me want to two-step, and no. some of us, some people witnessed my two-step in last week. <laughs> uh, it's phenomenal, sure. By I bet. the way, no <laughs> doubt. but no, that's the kind of music that you guys are playing, man, and that's great. Yeah, man,
2: it's kind of the only way we know how to do it, man. We never tried to, you know, we don't write songs to be on the radio or whatever. We just kind of, we follow the, you know, we carry the torch for the Texas musicians They were doing Texas swing and stuff a long time ago, when nobody was listening to it either. <laughs>
0: 2012, you guys came out with the hard way.
2: Yeah, that was the first like real push we did for a record. That was like we were gonna do it the right way, and you know we started doing radio on that record, and uh, it turned out really good for us, man. It, it it opened a lot of doors for us making that record.
0: You guys made a video.
2: Yeah, we did during
0: that time. We did. That was that was probably pretty exciting. It was,
2: man. Well, it was just rowdy live stuff, man. We had a guy that went with us for six months probably, and just went on the road and filmed. Probably more stuff than he should have. I must say, I want to see, I want to see
0: the other other yeah. video.
2: Now you can't see the the edits.
0: <laughs> I would, have, I can only imagine how how that would go because it seems like you guys, you guys enjoy yourselves.
2: Yeah, man, we have a good time. We're kind of just as rowdy on and off stage, you know.
0: hmm <laughs> Not a bad thing to be. uh The strotter man came out with a George Strait and you guys a
2: vinyl split. Yeah, that was like a huge thing for me, man. I mean, George is like my number one. I met. George's like George no more like for everybody. 90, when it was like, I think it was 1990, 1991, I met him backstage at the Houston Rodeo, and, uh, you know, he was, I've just been one of the biggest George fans forever, and we, that's kind of when we started the band, we played just nothing but George Strait songs, so it's, it was awesome to be able to be on a vinyl record with one side, six George Strait songs, and six of ours on the other, man.
0: Is that still available?
2: Yeah, com has them, and you can buy them there, and you can also get it from our website, too, you can order from our website. That's pretty badass. Yeah, we don't really sell them live because I wouldn't be able to hold on to enough of them. <laughs> that's the only thing people would want to buy. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, I mean, your other stuff's great. And you had like you were talking about, you have a
2: new a new LP coming out. Yeah, uh, it's called Mockingbird. The street date is on October the 2nd.
4: And all right. uh, brand new know. music,
2: man. And it's all, it's all still danceable stuff, but we're kind of taking a, a turn towards a little bit of, it seems like it's truer country music, but it seems to tend to lean towards the Americana music market these days. So um, we're kind of doing a push that way as well. So it kind of pause
0: that little traditional path.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah so we're, we're just making American country music, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, because, uh, you know, just what's being played on yeah. your normal stations. It's yeah, hard to sure. call that good country music. But then at the same time, somebody, I don't know, I read the other day that, like, when you had, like, Kenny Rogers come out, there were people saying that that's not country music. Yeah.
2: I don't so, like to t- I don't changes. like to jump on the bag- bandwagon of, you know, talking trash about some of those guys, whether I think it or not. But, like... You know, they're doing what they're doing, and I'm doing what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So uh, as long as we can both survive playing music, then I think we're all going to make it.
0: That's why Texas country genre is Texas country. For sure. So you guys hooked up with Red 11 Music. We did. That's pretty kick-ass. Yeah, man, they've been great There's a few little bands involved with those guys that they're doing really really (laughs) well. Turnpike
2: and Bowling and all those guys. Yeah. Yeah, man, it's nice to be in that company, man. We yeah. went and
0: watch went over to Whitewater and watched Old Ninety Sevens and Pike oh, yeah. the other day.
2: I loved RC's comment after that show. He said, Back in the day, we really wanted to be the old ninety sevens. They opened for us tonight and I still want to be the old ninety sevens. <laughs> that, <laughs> yep. That's
0: exactly what he said. <laughs> yeah, it was a hell of a night too. I it was a it. fun one. And I found some really good independence brewery oh, yeah. that they had yeah. there. So Can't I was I was happy to see that. That's right. Uh so what's next for you guys? You have your record release coming up. Yeah,
2: as soon as we release the record, we're going to go uh, to the West Coast and do a run with Turnpike Troubadours um, up and down the coast of California and, you know, making our way out there too.
0: And, yeah, I was looking at your tour schedule. You guys have always stayed extremely busy. Yeah. And it's playing been, a lot of shows.
2: It's been really awesome. I mean, Red 11 really helped. We did it for so many years by ourselves, but we were still playing every weekend, and Red 11 took it to a next level to take us more regional and national. So... Uh, I mean, we just got back from New York and Chicago, and, um, I mean, we've been in Colorado. We're going to do East Coast to West Coast this year, so it's really awesome to be, be on the road that much.
0: Yeah, and, yeah. you know, it's kind of one of those things, I mean, you get your best practice in front of people.
2: Absolutely, man. We, I mean, we we do it every night. And yeah. uh, we don't we don't rehearse in a rehearsal space or anything like that. We just rehearsal is sound check, and then <laughs> and and then, then you go. go. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And depending on you know, the crowd reaction, you know that's sure. how much it is. it's like okay we get to celebrate by having this many beers, or absolutely we get to drown our misery in this many <laughs> beers. So. All right. Well, uh, themoonpies.com. dot that's, that's your it. website. Yep. You got your videos on YouTube, Reverb Nation, iTunes. I mean, you guys are all over the place.
2: All that stuff, yeah. Uh, I think um, on September the 4th, the new record will go up for pre order on iTunes. And you'll be able to get our single, Smoke If You Got Them, the one that's on radio now. You can get that uh, for free when you pre order the record. So do that.
0: Do that. Do that. Do that quickly. Yeah. Support a badass band. Yeah, man. So, uh, man, Mike, appreciate you stopping by.
2: Thanks for having me on the show,
0: dude. Uh, badass acoustic stuff thanks man so i know i know what you sound like plugged in it's gonna yeah. be it's gonna be great <laughs> looking forward to it and uh everybody's gonna witness here at firehouse Saloon some more of my two step and my two and a half stepping. maybe a- it's actually since my foot's jacked it might be like a one and a half step
2: i'm very excited one of them drags stoked about it now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it'll be fun i appreciate the themoonpies.com and mike and the moon pies thanks man thank you all uh, right, everybody else, Josh Samples from Green Flash Brewery Company for stopping in, man, those badass beers. If you never tried it, go out and get some. Uh, like I said, the, what he's going to have here at Funk Fest. is going to be fantastic. Next week's show, we will be live from the Houston Press Music Awards. So we'll see how that one goes because... Uh yeah, it should be a good time. Good luck. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: that's that's going to be fun, though. Last year, last couple of years has been a good time. Get to introduce some bands and give some bands some awards and things like that. So
2: I would love to be there.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, no Mike and some. the Moon Pies should be up for some. <laughs> you can listen to the podcast sponsored by Buffalo by Brewing Company by going to drinkofages.com. Go out there and get some Goose Island and be ready for the Migration Week happening September 9th through the 12th. Be back next week here at Firehouse Saloon. Sunday nights on Badlands Radio, Friday nights on ESPN 97.5. Go Astros, go Dynamo, go Texans. It's Texans time, man. Yeah, it is. So, yeah, got to talk about football now. Get your Houston Funk Fest tickets because this is your last chance and talk to everybody next week.
4: Thanks, everyone, for listening. Be safe, Houston, and support the craft beer industry and your local homebrew supply store.